0: probably up there um she uh had some chest pains and she said she uh, took two nitro tablets and didn't need it all so Kat took her to the emergency room and they admitted her and they run tests and then they discharged her son she was at breakfast this morning she was named old Miss <laughs> Miss Heather um, Brian was when I Brian was in the hospital at the same time um, you know, he was sick uh, Sunday and he was injured yesterday the so, uh, machine was on holding he had dirt and uh, so he was up and banged up and nothing broke um, he, he, found, he, he had he burned right yeah. he had a CT scan and uh, that CT scan confirmed what for a lot of the thoughts were here.
1: <laughs> he said there was absolutely nothing in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have paid him what
0: that to tell you that. that. <laughs> uh, he said there was a soft-called move. Well, I found that out when i was ride with you. Uh, tomorrow is the discipleship class and they are not going
1: to hold
0: a uh, discipleship class tomorrow uh, in, out of homage you Steve. Um, and so uh, they will meet the next Thursday at its normal time. Uh, any other announcements? Any other questions? I don't know if everybody knows about Gary and Um, He um, started having chest pains, and he stayed in the hospital for a while. And um, there's nothing they can do for his heart, but he has to wear a defibrillator vest. And he's he's had that all summer, probably Mm said. And in December, there is a new doctor, cardiologist coming in or whatever, and um, they're going to insert a defibrillator into his chest. Yeah. No, no, Nothing really good. Yeah. No. No, good to know that at all. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to be clear, uh, if you read what's in the <coughs> in the paper or anything, else, Friday is five or seven. And that weekly following 7 o'clock from 7 to 8 is the memorial uh, service. The memorial service is not going to start at 8. That's the it's West written in the original period. I think it's right. Uh, but anyway, uh, um, so if, if we, the, the memorial service will be from 7 to 8. And then on Saturday, uh, it'll be the, the say it'll 1 to 3 is the viewing and then uh, three to four will be the memorial service there and then uh, immediately following that for the mercy and the blessings that you give us. Lord, we ask you to continue to be with the Evans family. Uh, we ask you, of course, Lord, to continue to be with uh, the Hunt family as uh, we get closer to uh, being able to uh, celebrate the life of Stephen. Lord, we ask you to uh, uh, be with everything that's going on around us. Uh, uh, give us the opportunity to share you with others. Um, Lord, we ask that you uh, You open your stand, that we can apply it to our lives. We ask you to fill us with your spirit and give us the understanding that you would have us to have to be able to walk it out into a dark world. Lord, bless this time we have together. Keep us safe. Take us home. Bring us back again Friday. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, We're in chapter six, of course, of the book of Romans. We finished up. And we're just starting in, in verse 11 to 14. And I'm going to back up to verse 11 and it says, uh, um, likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive in God and Christ Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your, in your mortal body, that you should obey, that you should obey it in its And do not present your uh, members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments. So that sin has no effect on us. That's the dominion that we inherited run from the get go.
1: It's going to be difficult, I think, to bring out. Well, then why do we continue sinning? And, and in fact, the first thing is, what should we say then? Should we go we'll to sinning? It? No, that so we don't sin. Whoa! If if we, so we, 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 yeah. I yeah. <laughs> thought you were to go
0: there. How do you need to back up and get us there? All right. um, Christ wants us to count on certain things. We cannot. We can, we can count on the fact that we are dead to sin. And he said that's in uh, verse 11. We're dead to sin. Christ uh, wants us to count on us on certain things. Uh, we can count on the fact that we are dead to sin in Romans 6.2, which we read earlier, and we we're seeing it again here in verse 11. But we can count on the fact that our sins are not imputed to us in 2 Corinthians 5.19. When we recover, when we accept the Christ, our sins are no longer imputed to with it. He took that. He took that. So, um, we can count on the fact that, and, and notice it's not, we're, we're talking about facts. We're not talking about theories, and, and we're talking about hard facts. We can count on the fact that we are now children of We can count on the fact that suffering here cannot be compared to the glory there the best that we have, the best that we can imagine is nothing compared to what it's going to be. Nothing. Christ wants us to count on the fact that we are dead to sin. We can count on the fact that our old man was crucified with Christ. Romans 6.6 That's the picture of baptism. That's just a picture of what happened to you internally. I'm going to say this. There is no salvation in baptism. None.
1: No. It's oriented death. Right. It's the very end. Of right. We can count on the fact that we have been
0: justified by faith in Romans 3.28 and 5.1. Our justification comes by faith. Remember, he said, blessed are those who believe and have not seen. We haven't seen Christ, but yet we believe. We can count on the fact that that we have died to the law, Galatians 2, 19-20. We have died to the law. That's what he said in verse 11, that I I, can go, for you are not under the law. We're under grace. We've been spared from the law because of the sacrifice that I believe in Jesus Christ. We took him at his word. And here's the other thing that we can count on: we can count on the fact that we died in Christ. We died in Christ. Colossians three, three and five, three through five. And Christ can count on the fact that that we are alive to God. We are to present ourselves to God as though alive from the dead. it. Yeah. Yeah, born again. Woman, 613. I had a friend of mine. I grew up going to school with her. Made a post on Facebook, and, uh, you know, and she put on there and said, yeah, he must, she said he must be saved again. And, and I corrected her. I said, I said, no, I said he must be born again.
1: After God. Right. There's two dates on your death certificate. One is the day of Christ. Took your sins away. The other one's when you when you're born again, right that day is when you were saved. And the other day was when Christ died. For your sins. Some 1900 plus years.
0: And then this is the one that a lot of people have issues with. Because it they don't they don't quite grasp the context. Alright, so we're presenting ourselves to God who those alive from the dead, Romans 8 we are to live our lives to glorify God. 1 Corinthians 6.20 How does Paul start to look at this book? Blessings from Paul, a bonder or a slave to Christ. We are slaves to Christ. He bought us for a price. We don't want, that's why I said you, know, you no longer have claims upon yourself where you have been bought. So, our God, He saved us for a purpose. Each one of them has a purpose on this earth, and that's to glorify God. And so, uh, and that's 1 Corinthians 6.20. We've been given life through the name of Christ. John 20.31. There's no name on earth by which men are saved except Jesus Christ. That's it. Christ says all of this has happened through him. There's nothing in you know, if you have anybody or any anybody that's boasting or that, that's wagging about the fact that they're saved and they're going to spend eternity and da 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 Christ says that this all happened through Him. It wasn't anything we did. The only thing we did was accept everything else He did. He, he took the old away, put us in a new heart. Took the old mindset away, gave us a new way of thinking. And then we gave us a give us a book that's got ways in it for us to study and to understand. It. And as long as we're reading and growing, we're, we're going to move forward. We're going to move forward. And so I have it's true here. We were filled with the fruits of righteousness through Christ. We're filled. That's a fact. We are filled with the fruits of righteousness. If we are not producing fruit, then we might need to prove the truth. Because you know what happens to a fruit tree when all the fruit falls off and no one grabs it away from the bottom of the tree? It poisons the tree and dies. You ever seen a half tree eat apples? No. The fruit's not made for half trees. <clears throat> the fruit's made for someone else or some other thing. That's why you, you see them pruning the trees. tree. Either accept or reject me to Christ. And it's all. That's all done through him. Then it becomes the ball that has been my hope. I have to say,
1: yay or nay. This is a good segue to throw this in here. Um, I've heard this from Cody about The whole point is the letter to the Romans is to be read in So we piece it out. And he, that's what he said. We piece it out. Gospel language is really misunderstood here. Listen to what a lot of people say when they're asked the question, how do you become right with God? And they say they made a decision for Christ. They invite Jesus into their heart. I have decided to follow Jesus. I gave my life to Christ. I, 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 I. And as you said nothing to do with that. It is all about his redemptive work, and that is exactly what Paul is trying to to say in the three pieces. No, no. Your job is to know what Christ did for you. What was that redemptive work? And he can hardly put that in chapter 6. The second piece was meant, and we said this last time, after you know it, then yield to him. Then, you know, it says your instrument, your body is an instrument. That word reton, I'm sorry, hapton is really a, a military term of a weapon and it's an offensive weapon that your body now is no longer uh, given over to the master of sin. You know, no longer, you died for that sin. and Now you're slave to Christ, and now your weapon is an instrument, how's it say, The parts of your body, not this evangelistic thing where you suddenly, uh, what, convert someone to Christianity. No, the gospel message is huge, you can't sit down even in a day's time and explain it. You may be a part of it to uh, a person to understand for the very first time, but it's Jesus' redemptive word. He's died. He's perfect. He fulfilled them all. He, you remember the story on the Emmaus Road that uh, took them all day to explain the two guys. And so the whole point is it's not a quick answer that you make a decision. It's a huge story. It's the final
0: input. We, uh, we can do all things that we do in word or deed through Christ. Colossians 3 7 8. Uh, We're built, we are built a spiritual house through Christ. 1 Peter 2.5. Remember what it is? Like. I go to prepare a place for you, my father's house is where If they were not so, I would you. Okay, that's where I am, there you can be also. And so, uh, we had a house that's built. The house is not made with hands. It's eternal. It's in the heavens. We're given the ability. That was uh, 1 Peter 2.5. We are given the ability to minister through Christ. We have the ability to minister to people through Christ. And if we don't know what to say or how to say it, if we just sit
1: there, to give us the words that we need. For.
0: And sometimes, just sitting there is all you need to do. There's not enough words to say. And when that time in it needs the word, you'll have, it. you'll have. It. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. And that first Peter, before, before we left, we're no longer need to let sin rule our lives in six twelve. We're not to let sin rule in our body. We're not to let the law of sin bring us into captivity. We've been freed from captivity. We're no longer captive. Romans 7, 23, and 24. We have God there yet, but we'll get there. We're not, uh, we are now to let grace reign in our body, Romans 5, 21. What does that mean to let grace reign in your body? I don't have the right to write, hold a drug against anybody. And I have my theory on that anyway. If you're holding a drug against somebody, the only person that knows you're holding it is you. And you you're letting that person take up space in your head and your heart and don't live in there rent free. And I'm going to If you're going to get in my head, you're going to get in my heart, you're going to pay I'm not going to have it. I know. Uh, now, things that happen, I'm not, I don't necessarily forget, but I don't hold it. I have that The Bible tells me I have to ask for forgiveness and I have to give forgiveness. That's what we live in today. To Let uh, like grace reign in our lives. We have to give. Roller desk, and I'm dating myself, and it's fit. I used to have one on my desk when I was in the army, and I'd clean that thing and just go around 'cause I was bored. It was a physics thing, and, uh, and so I hear a music, a song, or a smell, or a phrase. And When you tap all of a sudden someone in the day, boom, you're holding a member.
1: And he ain't cut no bone. He would the back out of it. And this begins this process of progressive sanctification. You're becoming sanctified not by I, 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 but by the Holy Spirit, Christ, all those things that put away this lust, this desire. That I mean, there's going to be times. It and it's said a little differently you are saved in fact it's the perfect tense in the Greek that says that you were baptized into the death mm-hmm. so we can experientially we experience this through Christ we can because the moment we accept Christ we're identified in baptism of the death of our sins in the life now, already but not yet, we are made perfect. Already made perfect, yet righteous but not quite yet. And then in sanctification, we already have the salvation, already have the resurrection, but not yet. And when we hit glorification, it's all there. And the glorification point is when all of this desire, all this sin, all this stuff goes away. All of it's when we exit this camp. Exactly. Exit camp. Uh,
0: we're to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians 5 24. We're to put off our former conduct. Ephesians 4.22 Remember when he says, uh, You will know them, they will know you by your fruit. all across America preach, you know, if you're worried about how people, how you hang out money through Friday or Saturday, and yet on Sunday you're afraid people, the people you see during the week to see your car parked out here. They already know it. they ride by to see your car. But if your life is not garnering something different, why do they want to come in here if there's no benefit to it? If they don't see you change, they don't see your attitude change, they don't see your personality change, they don't see any of that. Hey, what? Then this is nothing more than a stooped up social club. We have to have transformation. No, not just, not just uh, regenerating, we've got to have transformation. Transformation. And so, this, this whole concept uh, we're being transformed. We are to take an active part in our transformation.
1: Um, we're in training.
0: Yeah. We're, that's what this is You know, you can see all kind of acronyms everywhere and, and things, but uh, but we're to yield ourselves to God in verse thirteen. <clears throat> we are to arrive. Uh, we are alive and able to yield to God. We have the ability to yield to God. We need to do it. We need to do it. We are not to he yield our bodies to sin. There's something going on. Argument somewhere whatever. You're there and all of a sudden it gets directed to you and you're able to sit there and keep your mouth shut. Because if you get involved in it, you're going to use your body to sin because things are going to come out of your mouth if you don't want to come out. Things are going to get said and then he's about to be sick. But that's not a great response. Not a great response. best response is so while I'm chewing you out or doing whatever, Lord, here's my life. Here's my list. Take these thoughts from me. Give me the ability to say what you would have to say. Don't focus on me. No matter how personal it is, don't focus on me. It is hard. It is very hard.
1: And the only way to
0: get good at it is to go through. And, with the, and hopefully, with the, with the help of the Lord, you don't have to go through it. We we'll find out that if we can control that tongue of ours. We lose us from a whole lot of certain things, and it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. We're we are uh, we are the servant of the thing we obey. Let me repeat that: we are the servant of the thing we obey. Remember, Christ said, "Man cannot serve two masters." Romans 6.16 says, and we haven't got there yet, but that the guess of that is we, we're the servants of the things we obey. So if we obey whatever uh, that's going on in society, then that, that rule will that rule work. Um, it said we are, when we are in the flesh, we are bearing fruit that produces death. Romans 7.5. Think about that when we're in the flesh and we respond and it's not Christ-like, we're very fruit that produces death. Maybe not for us, but that person that we're producing that's for, That fruit may kill them because they may be interested in pursuing or be, be looking for something to fill that void in their life and they may be pursuing some spiritual aspect and they're searching for God and you just Tell them
1: poison out. Speaking of apple. Roman said the speaking. Romans 7, 5. Mm-hmm. When he took that apple in the tree of the fruit of the tree, knowledge of the good and evil, they lost the goodness of God right along with picking up the evil. That tree was there for the goodness of God. And of evil too. And the tree of life would have, if they had a hold of it, would have put them in shame for an eternity. God spared them that. And I think we said that last time. But let's talk a minute about being free from sin. This this one's hard. This is awfully hard. Actually, this chapter, we still sin. So are we really free from sin? capital S-I-N, which is the authority of sin? Yes! We're free from the authority of sin. Those who practice the authority of sin are ignorant of the truth and are in bondage to sin, giving their bodies over to sinful acts of all kinds, without guilt, without, without knowing the truth. They don't have the kind of guilt they need, the godly guilt. And so notice how easily the Holy Spirit convicts us who believe when we sin, once we have become a believer, now we know it. I mean, the little ones bother us. The little bitty ones bother us. And now believers now have the power and the freedom to draw on and to practice this righteousness because we know. We know what it is. And so we can practice those who practice sin are slaves to sin. Listen to Jesus' words. We we will be in
0: captivity to the law of sin if we yield to him. Hebrews 11:23. This
1: this in John is uncanny. Hear hear the whole story here. Verily, truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. But listen to the rest of this story. Right next to it, I know that you are Abraham's descendants, telling the Pharisees, you're his descendants, not your children, not his children, your descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for knowledge of the Word of God. I inserted knowledge of the Word of God. I am telling you that I have seen the Father's presence and you are doing what you have heard from your Father. And That's not a capitalized Father. Your Father, the devil. Abraham is our father, they answer. If you're Abraham's children, now he changes. If you're really his children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. So he's making it clear in the sin. Abraham sinned. Abraham was a sinner like the rest of them. He's a work in progress. You, so he started out by saying anyone who sins is a slave to sin and has no room in the family. Well, he clarifies that with the Pharisees. See how I clarify
0: it? Either listen to me and
1: stop killing me and have faith and believe in me. See? Believe in God. He, it's all there, but it's, it's poignantly couched, if you will, in a story, in a narrative. The whole narrative brings us out. It's, it's not cherry-picking a verse and saying, well, you sin here now. Now you're not part of the family. That is not the whole story. Here's, here's another. Here's another reason uh, that, we're, that we're not
0: we're not to yield to sin. We're not to take our bodies which belong to Christ and use them for sin. I mean, when you put it in, when you get down to the simplest of the simple, our bodies. You remember, we're slaves, bought and the for. We're not to take our bodies that belong to Him and use them for sin. First Corinthians six fifteen. We're put to death the desires of the flesh and put on the new man. We have the ability to put all that to death. But we have the power because we have the influence of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that parted the water of the Red Sea. The same Holy Spirit that let manna rain down in the wilderness. The same Holy Spirit that raised Lazarus from the dead. The same Holy Spirit that Calls the disciples to be able to do the things that they did. The same Holy Spirit is in us. It is in us. There's only one spirit. And it comes from the triune God. And so that spirit is in us. We have that power. That's how we're able to put on an event. Colossians 3, verses 5 through 10. That says we are to control our tongue because it can cause great fire. James 3. Verses 5 through 5 and 6. Now we are to yield ourselves to God. We are to present. We are to present ourselves as servants to righteousness for holiness. Romans 6, 19. We're to glorify God. That's what it's talking about here. We are to glorify God with our might. We are to bring every thought into captivity to obedience to Christ. 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5.
1: This is a lot we've got to do, and we have the ability to
0: do that through the Holy Spirit. Now, with that being said, we have to we have to do this too. We are to bring. We can't just sit back and expect the Holy Spirit to do all this for us. We we've, we've been saying we have an active part in this now. We have an active part to play. Remember, what is our job to bring glory to God? That is our mission. That is our job to bring glory to God. So we are to confess our sins when we sin. 1, uh, 1 John 1, verses 7 and 9. Do we confess our sins when we sin? Do we do it back right then? Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we need to, and things get caught up, and something's going on, and we, we don't get to do it right then, and then eventually we forget about it. We have the Holy Spirit and the Spirit going on. And so, we have been made alive from the dead. We formerly were among the unrighteous. We formerly were enemies of God. We didn't know. And have you heard the statement that that ignorance is not an excuse before the law? Played that all the way across the board. Ignorance is no excuse for the law. And so, we formerly were among the unrighteous. 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 10, 11. Uh, we formally followed the lie of false teachers. 2 Peter uh, 2, 13 through 15. You ever heard a preacher say, oh, don't worry about it, you get there. You ever heard people say, well, I can be saved anytime I want to? That had to come from somebody. That just didn't pop into somebody's head. Somebody told them that. That's a false teacher. Somebody told him that God loves everybody. But if he's God's will, he's not going to convict me. Oh, well. He's not going to, well, why in the world did he cause his son to die on the cross? And if he's not going to convict me, why did he give us 10 commandments of the
1: faith?
0: Knowing that we can't read And so, you you know, they have to talk high upset about it. All right, let's go ahead. Here's the deal. And I've used this a lot at work. And how you put myself in a position. So, there's so 10 commandments. And Christ says, if you broke one, you broke them all. I said, alright. Uh, have you ever told a lie? I have. What does that make me? makes me a liar. Have you ever told something untrue about somebody else? I have. That's very false witness. Have you ever taken something that didn't belong to you? I have. That makes me a thief. So right now, I'm a lying, false witness, bearing thief. Have you ever looked at another woman with look? Or a man with love? I have. So, if God is all about love, you're not going to hold me accountable. All of this is just some type of superstition, then it doesn't really matter. However, it's not as real. if God is real. And I live my life like this, believe me right like it's not real, when we die, the quality of my life will be better than yours because I live my life in hope of something better. And if we get to the other side and there's not, okay, no so problem. But if we get to the other side and God is who he said he is, and he's going to tell us. Do you not think that he's going to hold me accountable for any five sins when he says if you broke one, you broke them all? Because the penalty of that is death? You didn't because he loves me, he's going to set me free? No. But what he did do because he loved me... Thank uh-huh. Yee! <gasps> John 1. Okay. A quick, another question. On those gospel tracts that y'all had, you had the book of John and the little book of John. Yes, bit. ma'am. got plenty. of Y'all got some? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I need them. To... Yes, ma'am. We'll give them mm-hmm. um, to you. If anybody needs them, they call called the. I, I need to take one from home. I've got some inside. Any other questions now? Because that tells book- us who Jesus is, I Into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And it says, uh, "There, uh, there was a man sent from God, whose name was John. And this man came as a witness to bear witness of the light. We talk about John the Baptist. That although, uh, that through him might, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that." Light. That was the true life which gives life to every man coming into the world. He was uh, in the world, of the world, was made uh, through him, and the world uh, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received to uh, received him, to them he gave the right to become children sure of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of the man, but of God. we are. Uh, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'm going to stop right now. Right. Well, that's an amazing,
1: amazing thing. thing. That wrote this? And they asked that. This was an eyewitness to everything. He was at the cross with Jesus' mother. In chapter 20, verses 30 to the end of that chapter. Jesus did many other miraculous signs. are seven signs in this book. In the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that is the Christ. This is the very purpose he wrote this book. And that the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in His name. Yeah. That's his purpose for writing this book. But 20. And so that's the reason he wrote this. And he starts out just right there. He said that's everything. He,
0: he, he started in the beginning. Where all the other gospels started with genealogies and all that, John started in the beginning. He laid out that Christ. Judas said, Go do what you gotta do. And Judas slept, and so they go, and you remember he says, Pray with me, and he was praying, and these guys will fall asleep because it's been a long day. It's been a long day, they were falling asleep. And he said, You can't stay up. any was angry, he would getting angry because they were afraid. He and, and there's something, the little nuances that we don't pick up. When they came, you know, Peter cut that guy's ear off. But before he cut that guy's ear off, when Jesus spoke, all of them cut out on the ground. Twice. Twice. And so that, that's it. And then what, what, what really went on was when Peter cut off the, the, the truth. The son of, or step or whatever, the father-in-law, or the son of Chalcis, and he put he his ear back on. He put his ear back on. Told Peter to put his sword
1: of a sanctification and we're a process of being sanctified it takes us to yield and to learn and to grow and to eventually get to the point where when we pass from life to death from, from death to life, we've already done that. And when we do it in fact, in the body, the spirit said, it is a, glorified, all of this falls away and we are perfect. We are absolutely Christ-like. And that's what the goal is. So when we do something in the name of Christ, we're doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit for Jesus. And it's hard to recognize when He's telling us to do that. Sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes we don't even know it. And we'll hear about it later. It's
0: any uh, questions coming? I said, then I'll close you in the prayer. Well, so, yes, Lord, God, we love you and thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the giving of the ability to have the Holy Spirit and help with discern what this word says, how we can apply it to our lives, how we can use this word to have a deeper not only understanding of your word, but Lord, a deeper relationship with That's our goal to have a deeper relationship with you. To be able to get to the point of where we know your thoughts, we know your ways, we know your actions, and that we project them to a lost and dying world. Lord, we love
1: you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.